0: Hi, guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today, we're going to look at writing academic task two. And I'm going to go through a model that I did recently with my Members Academy on a Friday. And it brought up quite a few issues that I wanted to deal with. And I thought I'll just share it with you, too. Um, I will try and put this on my website today, it's March the 1st, so we are starting our conditional boot camp all through March. If you're interested, you can join on my website, ilsetc.com, and it's a 28-day course and it covers conditionals starting from zero and going straight up all the way to mixed conditionals, so advanced And in the course, you get a daily video, lesson, task, exercise, practice, and then every weekend, we do the live lesson where I look at your examples, and we review and practice them in in that way. So that's just starting today. I would would start right away if I were you, so you don't miss anything. Um, Let me know if you've got any questions about that. So, let's look at this writing question. Um, I'll read it to you. Directors of large organisations earn much higher salaries than ordinary employees do. Some people think it is necessary, but others are of the opinion that it is unfair. Discuss both views and give your opinion. So, discuss both views, really easy Paragraph each. Yes, they should earn more. No, they shouldn't. So, one myth I'd like to talk about is that there are different types of essay. Um, People say, well, this is an advantage, disadvantage, or this is a for and against. They're they're all opinion essays. There is no type of essay and there's no type of answer. You simply organise your answer so that you answer the question. They want both views. Now, both views means that some people think this, other people think this. So, where do you stand in between these two views? Which view do you agree with? So, yes, you have have both sides, clearly both sides, but your opinion must be stated in the introduction so that it is clear throughout. And you can also keep referring back to that opinion if, if you've got the points that allow you to do that, if your arguments allow you to say, I agree with this to a certain extent, possibly, or I totally disagree with this. Your opinion must be clear throughout. So don't just leave it until the end. State at the beginning what you are going to argue. And then you can go back and talk about the other side, but always come back to what you stated in the first place. Now, this is a inter- really interesting question, I think, because it is so clear that directors earn a lot of money. I mean, if you take Jeff Bezos, for example, he seems to be a multi-billionaire richest man in the world. And yet the people who work for him probably are earning minimum wage salaries and working all hours and working just as hard as he is, possibly, um, for a lot less money. So, you, you know, the, the, the answer is clear that it is unfair. Of course, people with more responsibility deserve to earn uh, more. So there is a, a very fine balance there. And, and you have to kind of say that, well, couldn't we compromise? Couldn't we just give the lower earning people more money? Um you know, this is just the huge gap, isn't it that 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 is the problem. So I think you can address that in your introduction. So the first myth that I've dispelled is this idea that there are different types of essay. There are not. They are all opinion essays. you give your opinion in whatever form that takes. The second myth I'd like to talk about is the the idea that you should rewrite the question, that you should paraphrase the question. Now, in task one, academic, 100% yes, do that. But in task two, it's a different kind of writing. They're asking you a question. They don't want you to repeat that question, they want you to answer it. The examiner probably marking a hundred of these a day, has read the question a hundred times and does not want to be told in your own words what the question is. So, I disagree with this idea that you should just paraphrase the question in the first line. It doesn't work. For another reason, it's actually dangerous because there are no exact synonyms you'll try to find a different word. It's not exactly the right word. It'll cause errors and you'll lose points. It's much better to to state something generally about that topic to show that you are aware of it, that you understand the issues. Of course, if you can paraphrase well, you can do that, but it's very difficult to paraphrase well. And and finally, the last thing I want to say is that if the rest of your essay is outstanding, then don't worry too much about the first line. But the first line does make uh, an impression on the examiner. And Teachers often say, oh, just repeat the question, because it's easy. It's for band five or band six. But if you're band seven, then don't. Simply don't paraphrase the question. Write something a little bit more reflective or insightful or analytical. So the question was, if we remember, that... uh, Directors earn high salaries. Some people say it's necessary. Others think it's unfair. So this is what somebody um, has written here, and I think it's excellent. In recent years, the pay gap between company directors and their workers has widened significantly. What do I like about this first line? Well, they've introduced a excellent vocabulary, the pay gap, they've kind of summed up the issue. The issue is not really that company directors earn so much. It's just in comparison with what their workers get. So the pay gap, and this has become increasingly noticeable over the last few years with people like, well, Jeff Bezos, I guess, um, earning so much compared to um, their employees. I like this as well. It's got a nice present perfect tense, which reflects um, recent changes. So the gap has widened. Widened is one of those collocations and nice word formation that I've I've taught you before on my word formation course. That's the general statement, and it's a it's factual. It's not obvious. It's uh, a nice reflection on the problem. Now, you've got to introduce both sides. So, some think that this is not justifiable, but there is another school of thought. I love that expression. There is another school of thought. And the word justifiable is excellent vocabulary. It kind of... it, it's the synonym for unfair, but unfair is an adjective. So, uh, by saying it is not justifiable, is another adjective uh, synonym. Um, but it's it's it works well. There is another school of thought which believes that those with the greatest responsibility within an organization deserve the highest possible remuneration. So remuneration, uncountable, synonym for salary. So they're both points of view there that yes, they've got responsibilities, so they deserve better money. So this person has really analysed, well, why do they get so much money? Well, basically, it's because they've got more responsibility. Third line, and I always recommend three lines for the introduction. In this essay, I will consider both points of view. Okay. And, so not just showing both sides, and conclude that. So here's your opinion. The best outcome would be a compromise between the two positions. Now, I like that. I think that's clear. I think that is the solution. So it's not sitting on the fence. It's saying, okay, this situation exists, but we should work towards uh, a compromise. That's all. I think that's all you can do. Um, You can't ask high high paid people to give up their salary for moral reasons. Life isn't like that, I guess. So let's look at paragraph one. That paragraph is going to agree that the directors should earn a lot of money. Well, more money. (laughs) Um, So I've got a peel paragraph here. I'm going to explain that to you a little bit. Peel paragraph begins with your main point. That's the P. Then the E stands for explanation or example or Uh, extension or evidence of that point. You always have to extend your point. And the last one, the L, is the link to the question, the so what. So let's look at this point. In order to reach the most senior positions in an organisation, it is necessary to demonstrate unusual skills and determination that is kind of without a doubt. You have to have unusual skills. You're not like people who are on the, what do we say, the, the workshop floor, as we say. You must have unusual skills, managerial skills, sales skills, something like that. That is beyond doubt. You need to explain this point senior executives have often achieved their roles due to extraordinary creativity and business acumen. And these attributes should attract salaries that reflect their contribution. Um, That's the explanation for why they deserve good salaries. Um, Notice the um, modal verbs here, We should. We'll talk about some more examples. Should, may, might. This is what I call hedging. It's not saying they do deserve their salaries, they should, because they often um, have creativity and business acumen. Not always, but often. For example, next point, or next line, example. While many employees can clock on and off and virtually forget their workplace outside these hours, senior managers rarely stop working, rarely is hedging and may hedging, may deal with problems and face important decisions at any time. So we've explained it we've given exemplification. My question now is, so what? Well, the stress that goes with this level of responsibility cannot be easily imagined by other workers, and deserves financial compensation. What is more, many companies... Okay, I'll stop there, just a minute. So, this is the author agreeing with the opinion that because of the responsibility, they deserve financial compensation. And the final line, what is more, many companies would not exist were it not for the efforts and talents of these few people who rise to the top. And in so doing provide employment opportunities for many other individuals. That lovely link and the so what there. Um, You know, that if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for the Jeff Bezoses of this world, then um, we wouldn't have all of these jobs. They provide jobs. There's no doubt about it. And they contribute to the economy because they're they've got the ideas, haven't they? So that's a lovely balanced paragraph, but now we're expecting to see the other side. So this is the disagree paragraph. And again, it starts with a point. By contrast, many think that there is too great a divide between the benefits awarded to top executives and the rest of the company's staff. So this just reminds us of the question that there's too great a divide. Your opinion is in words like too, too much, too many, not enough. So explanation comes next. It is argued that beyond a certain limit, no one deserves such excessive, excessive payments. Again, it's not the writer saying this. He's showing the other ideas. It is argued that no one deserves such excessive payments and that the knowledge of these sums have a powerful detrimental effect on the morale of those employees who earn far less. So there's your so what. Um, Why is it so bad? Well, possibly it has a negative effect on the workers. And again, what's the result of that? And all of this language of result, in turn, this has damaging consequences for the quality of the output of these workers and undermines their loyalty to the organisation. So if you remember, I did a YouTube video about um, the effects and they're either negative, obviously, or po- or positive. Here we've got the negative, detrimental effect, damaging consequences, undermines their loyalty. Next point is actually this is where the author decides it's time to put his opinion again. He says, "I believe that companies should look to share the financial." Prosperity that they enjoy among the employees more fairly. So interesting, the point comes at the end of the second main body paragraph. Even a relatively modest increase in pay and benefits has, so here comes the result, so what, a significant impact on the majority of employees and leads to a happier workforce. So it's always the so what. What is the result of your idea? Well, what was the idea? The idea was they should share the prosperity more fairly. For example, just a small increase has a significant impact and leads to a happier workforce. Isn't that fantastic? I love that. So it's very concise. It just sums it up you know, do something small and you'll have a big impact. That's it. That's all you're saying. Then comes the conclusion. Conclusions are horrible. We all hate them. Let's see what this one does. In conclusion, I would say that. So, he's already said, I believe. And in the beginning, he said, I conclude. So, in conclusion, I would say that. If, now look at the conditionals, this is why conditionals are so important. If organisations sought to share out financial benefits in such a way that everyone felt better treated, the result would be greater job satisfaction across the workforce with all the benefits that that would bring. So it's a lovely final thought that if they shared the the benefits everyone would feel better treated better job satisfaction and this would bring all kinds of benefits it doesn't say what kind of benefits it doesn't matter you've only got 250 words to play with so you don't need to give examples there you're in the conclusion now you leave the reader with that nice thought, the final thought, that not only would people be happier, it would have a knock-on effect, possibly on their families, or their working lives, or their mental health, whatever. You don't need to say that. It's kind of implicit in that line. So, that is it. That is, how many words is that? Um, oh, I forgot to check. Hang on. Um so that is sorry thought I'd written how many words that is tools let's have a look word count okay oh 391 words wow is that really 391 words i i would honestly not recommend that but this was someone who just finds essay writing very easy and um, my husband basically um he wrote this in 10 minutes um without agonizing about it (laughs) um and yeah that that's what a band nine native speaker does in 10 minutes he wrote that um yeah outstanding and and this is why it's so difficult to get band nine um What else did I like about that? The few points I wanted to talk to you about was, first of all, avoid stereotyping. Um, Not all bosses work very hard. Not all bosses spend their life on the golf course. So, um, you know, if you take somebody like Elon Musk, famously sleeps in the factory, gets three hours sleep a night um, and doesn't really seem that interested in the money, I don't know what his employees earn. (laughs) But um, certainly we can't say that these bosses just sit around doing nothing, earning a lot of money. Um, At the same time, we can't say that, you know, workers just clock on, um, do their eight hour shift. You know, workers work really hard, too. So it's just best to avoid stereotyping. And how do you do that? Well, using that language of hedging. I've got a new term for hedging. I call it um. Um means you're thinking. And what does it stand for? It means you for usually. So not, don't say they always do this. They usually or often. Um M is for many. So don't say everybody does this. Not all bosses work hard. Many bosses work hard and this final M is for may or might, so don't say they will um, succeed, they may or they might succeed, um, so that's, that's hedging. Um, do remember the chief is a false friend, so in most languages the, the chef I only know French but chef is means the manager it's it's not in English chief does not mean boss so you'd have to use a word like CEO or manager or director um and then I think that's it yes yeah, sorry that's it so um do let me know if you've got any questions about that I know there are lots of opinions about how to write opinion essays I think the four-paragraph opinion essay using Peel paragraphs is the best. Three sentences in the introduction. Don't paraphrase the question. In the conclusion, restate your opinion with a final thought. The other final tip is that if you go through this model essay, all nouns have an adjective. So, collocation Um, excessive payments, detrimental effect, damaging consequences, um, financial prosperity, significant impact, happier workforce. Not to all employees, but here's another M, the majority of employees, not all. And um, financial benefits, they, they would feel better treated, job satisfaction. And so important decisions, extraordinary creativity, business acumen, unusual skills. Um, throughout, there's a adjective before the noun, financial compensation. Right, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. And do remember, if you want to join the bootcamp, it's $28 for 28 days, but you get access to it and to me for six months. What a bargain. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye-bye.